Like sand to the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. <laughs> Classicer. Maiden A to Z, innit? Hello and welcome to Maiden A to Z. Uh, my name is Eric, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jonathan. Yep, and the other co-host, Henrik. The other co-host. A co-host by now, you're no longer a guest. I'm a co- cohort. Cohort. Coercion <laughs> Co- is not, that's not something else. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> something I realized also, we never do any housekeeping at all these days. So, no. we, are, we are on Instagram as Maiden AZ Pod. Yep. We have a uh, Gmail account, maidenazypod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We have a Twitter. Twitter, which is also maidenazypod, that's the handle. And we have um, the Facebook group, Maiden A to Z, Friends of the Friends Beast. Friends of the Beast. Because we haven't said that in months. We no, I know, that's yeah. really weird. We're yeah. not good at that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, join, you know, the, the Facebook group is a lot of fun. Jump on in there, it's always, it's a good, that's a, I, it's so far one of the few groups I've, and I'm, I'm maybe, maybe I'm jinxing it now, but it's, it's always been very pleasant. There's no, there's never been any arguments. We had one guy who was uh, trying to, a few times people have sort of snuck under our radar and started to try to, you know, use it as a, you know, the marketplace. Cause it was actually Henrik's friend that we had to. No, we had, mm-hmm. there's another guy too. There's another, okay, guy. another guy too. But he was extremely friendly though, I have to say. Yeah, the other guy uh, was uh, uh, slightly less uh, helpful, but I got rid of him. So okay, fine. I didn't even uh, notice, so good job then, I guess. I was fast. Yeah, yeah, right on. We have a mini-series that sort of spread out through our our series, you could say, which is uh, mm-hmm. Maiden doing covers A to Z. And I, I counted it that it should be about five episodes with four songs each, so yeah. 20 studio covers. Do you think that's correct, Henrik? Or thereabouts? It sounds about correct. I haven't actually tallied them up, but yeah. I think that might be sort of ballpark. So a while ago, we did four songs. We did uh, Doctor Doctor. We did um, All in Your Mind. Mind. And we did uh, a Communication Breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There must have been a while. That one quite literally a while ago. <laughs> yeah. I can't find yeah. it on the feed. Oh, and we did one more, but I can't. Cross-eyed Mary. Cross-eyed Mary, of course. Yeah. So that's mm. it. That was like a little, small little platter there. With uh, we had Led Zeppelin, we had Yathro Tal, we had uh, no S- Spirit. No, that wasn't the name. No, Stray. 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 And UFO. And UFO. <laughs> and mm. uh, yeah, today it's going to be like a similar era rock bands mm. mostly. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what I, happens. I think when it comes to eras, it's going to be very. It it come it sort of like goes goes without saying that it's going to be seventies stuff when it comes to what people in Iron Maiden listen to or yeah. feel influenced mm. by. So I could ask you right now, what do you think in general of like the the choices of covers Maiden are doing? Eric, uh, we all said actually last time that they're kind of just fun or mm-hmm. having having mm-hmm. a ball in you know in the studio or getting some extra minutes on there. But do you think? Mm-hmm. How would you rank uh, the choices overall? Like, what's the feeling? I, I that think, you think they could have done better in in, in their um, what's the word in their curation? It's a good word. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it. I think it's a pretty representative sort of like sample of what they listen to and stuff like that. But I'm, when it goes as far as choices of songs, I don't know. I mean, a lot of these bands, I I didn't really know until I heard Maiden do covers. 
like stray or a golden earring mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, it's difficult uh, to say so to say if they're representative or not. I don't know because some bands in hard rock and heavy metal are really good at picking covers. Actually, I have to say, like um, Metallica are good at that. Um, they're good. We talked about that before we started started recording. Actually, me and Henrik. It's, a, it's mm. a, of course a matter of taste if you like their renditions, but I think they make really good picks. Mm, uh, yeah, uh, like looking from a fan's perspective and from their perspective, and they're also a little bit more all over the place in terms of timeline. You know, doing yeah. doing things mm. like '90s uh, Nick Cave and and of course a lot of '70s and '80s stuff too. Yeah. And mm. they've done Maiden. They remember tomorrow. Good choice, I would say. Mm. Prowler live. Yeah. I used to work, uh, uh, or not really work. I uh, I don't remember how I know this guy. It doesn't really matter. I don't know him anymore. Um, no, yeah, I did music for a, for a play. He was also doing music for the same play, uh, and he was kind of nice, to, uh, but he was very pretentious. Um, and uh, when when the when the Garage uh, Inc. album came out, and there was a Nick Cave uh, track on it, he was mad because I was a Metallica fan, or I am a Metallica fan, and he he was sort of like. Hit, Angry at me that they'd taken the you know the, uh, the, the, the Metallica they ruined the Nick Cave so they, like I said and you know then I was like I didn't know how to take it at the moment I'm like unless Metallica go over and physically erase every single copy of the Nick Cave song they haven't ruined the song it's still there you just don't <laughs> just just don't listen to the damn thing yeah yeah I so guess so. what a whiny bitch the guy's name is Elias I hope he's listening to this <laughs> ridiculous about himself I guess so I mean co- covers are I've said before so I don't need to repeat it uh, in, in uh, long form but it's free for all I think you know everyone mm. should. Sh- just do it and uh, why yeah, not I, I, hap- I happen to agree that they're Nick Cave covers and they're great but I don't think it's fucking ruins <laughs> the man <laughs> for Ooh. all of my prayers you, you sounded kind of like uh, you, like Louis Armstrong there for a minute <laughs> <laughs> That's Loverman. Uh, yeah, there you go. Our yeah. Maiden never covered Nick Cave. No, they could probably do that. Or... Uh, some of our listeners might like if they did, but uh, actually, yeah, Whoa. it would be it would be hard for them to nail that sound. I think in any capacity. 
I think we have we, we have a guest coming on at some point uh, from the to BS from the band uh, Wormwood, and they they recently released a Nick Cave cover. Okay, I think that could fit them actually. Yeah, it's not Loverman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think the Metallica mm-hmm. cover is okay, but in that era, Hetfield did a lot of his like. Uh, yeah Mm. Yeah. but uh, okay we're heading into these covers now I think I think we're ready and they're starting off with the Hocus Pocus uh, which Mm -hmm. is on different world single I think yes I think so too it's a B side of that Mm -hmm. and the original is by the band Focus which rhymes with Hocus and Pocus Mm -hmm. which is very fun and whimsical musically they're one of the most together and exciting groups going welcome Focus. as whimsical as the song itself i'm very familiar with this song actually uh, way before i heard maiden's cover version i was because um you guys were definitely on dc plus plus or kasar i was yeah mm. and that was sort of a viral video uh, actually yeah. in in the old school way of viral mm. hocus pocus being performed by focus I want to derail us too much, but there was a website. I think it was literally mp3.com. You could fucking mm-hmm. download stuff from there sometimes. And there's, there's something like that. And you should literally go in there and there'd be songs you should right click. The first time I heard uh, the Metallica song, uh, No Leaf Clover, was a live version from that website. I mean, the original version is live with the symphony. Well, I know, but this, this, mm-hmm. this was a bootleg version. Oh, okay. Yeah, they played it without two. A lot of yeah. Metallica here in the start today, but uh, okay, this was sort of viral. I got the video, and I I, mm. I liked. The, normally, I'm not so into whimsical or you know, joke type music, and it definitely has a bit of that comedy in it or goofiness, as we mm. said last time, you know. But uh, I like that one for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, this it probably I enjoyed like, just looking at Thais van der Leer, mm. who is the lead singer and um, an organist uh, flutist and stuff i think he plays a few things it's a very hippie oriented band anyway and he reaches some really high notes in this one and uh, just looking at his face while he's doing it yeah it's a ton of fun Uh, he he looks uh, he doesn't look pretty (laughs) i I recall i recall hearing the song in in the context first time like when 
it was in some one of these like clip shows where they'd show like you know look at this look at this bang go completely you know, completely insane like they saw zany kind of antics and yeah you know a bit viral uh, right yeah but, yeah but this was this, I think this was on 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 actual television on actual television that I saw mm-hmm. you know look uh, and it was some some uh, some uh, host like you know you know like it, it, there was a thing it wasn't this exactly but there was a thing here we had in Sweden called Knepa Clip, which was essentially that, 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 yeah, there you go, I see him like, yeah. uh, and it essentially translates like, like weird or crazy clips. And it was like wacky. some guy, like, wacky, look, wacky clip, wacky, there you go, wacky. Yeah. And like, look at this thing mm. doing stuff. And you like someone, like, there's like 20 clips of kids falling over, which in itself is, is very fun, but that's what it was. Yeah. Um, RIP to Bob Saget. Someone said that he, yeah, ba- Saget, he basically yeah. ran YouTube back in the day. I didn't see it, but I guess he had like a clip program with funny faults he, or something. He, he, was the, he was the host of something called America's Funny Some Videos that right, I saw every right. Sunday. It was great. Yeah. That was like scheduled TV, linear TV, YouTube in a way, you know, clips. Yeah, that, funny, that was, funny clips that was like, I watched, watched a hell out of that before I moved to Sweden. Yeah. That was good stuff. I think I actually heard. I think I heard this song by accident the first time, which is, I guess, the way we all hear music most of the time. But I was a lot more familiar with the new wave of British heavy metal band uh, Blitzkrieg that has a song mm. called Blitzkrieg, the Metallica covered, and the riff right. is almost yeah. identical. So I th- first thought I heard the Blitzkrieg original when I heard the, the Hocus Pocus song, but then all this weird, the weirdness came about, and then I realized this is something else, and it was Hocus Pocus by Focus. Hocus Pocus by Focus. By Focus. There's going to be a lot of rhyming in this episode. Yeah. I failed to see why Iron Maiden would have chosen this song, apart from just wanting to be goofy, but I mean, I, I've never seen them name check Focus or anything in interviews. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird choice. Um, mm. Actually, I um, back in 2005, was that before or after Iron Maiden did, did this? Or maybe this exact same year? No, been, they would have done this 2006. Yeah. All right, yeah, because yeah, I covered it in 2005, actually. <laughs> oh. So you, you probably inspired them. Uh, yeah, mm. I guess so. Uh, I'm going to play a bit of that. It's ages since I listened to this, uh, my version mm. of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> my Focus. My Focus. My version is 50 seconds long, mm-hmm. and I actually have no clue why I covered it either. I don't remember why I recorded this. You were, you were allured by the wackiness. When yeah. I was 18 or 19, but I think I was allured by the <laughs> wackiness, and I was like, yeah. I was, um, what's the word? I was uh, aiming for this 70s thing back then. Mm-hmm. I was wearing uh, Manchester flared pants. Corduroy, and, uh, yeah. Corduroy. Mm-hmm. Bell bottoms, I guess. Corduroy, they're called in English. Yeah, so corduroy is the material, and bell bottom is the the shape of them. <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, corduroy, which is also the uh, title of a Pearl Jam song. Right. So just uh, go. I think I was going for more of a seventies type, you know, sort of a cliche type thing. But that was a little mm. bit before 
Uh, we all sort of went wild into that uh, stoner rock and jam rock type thing several years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why I covered it. Uh, and um, yeah, I really can't recall even playing this song. But um, then Maiden did it a year after. And uh, the Maiden version, uh, I don't really like it that much. I, maybe no, I'll say that up front. I'm not a- Maybe Smith uh, actually brought it in because he opens the song. He's in the right speaker throughout the song. Yeah. He opens with his riff and he kind of phrases it smithy. Mm. And he plays the first solo. Jan is in the middle or towards the right of the middle uh, mm-hmm. and has a solo too. And then Dave to the left. And I think sort of what they did wrong with the cover to just get straight to that is that if it's already mm. a wacky song, uh, I think you could actually maybe have more fun with making it slightly more serious or, you know, having an, another vibe on it rather than trying to make it double wacky with Nico coming in. I don't love you when you love me and you love me more and I love you. It's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, I kind of I like that. I, again, I, I don't know what you could have. I think it would have been, been weirder to try to do this really serious. Well, they do another thing too. They do a guitar that mimics the joddle yeah. from the original one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you guys feeling in general on yodeling? Uh, pause. I was going to say acquired taste, but it's worse than that, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe Trummer has uh, more knowledge in this, being Swiss. Isn't yeah, Switzerland yeah. sort of a hotspot for joddling? I think they are in... in, in, uh, in, in, in they, are, they, are, they definitely are in American movies from the 80s, but that might not be entirely true. <laughs> I mean, safe bet is that Philip Trummer never, ever joddled in his whole life. No. So if, if you are Philip Trummer and you have yodeled, please write to us. Yeah, or if you haven't, attempt it. You're Swiss. There My girlfriend's brother's girlfriend used to live in Switzerland, so I'll ask her if she's yodeled. She probably hasn't. We're dying to know now. We're dying to know. Dying to know.
I, I still kind of like the original song, even though it it is definitely whimsical and definitely sort of a silly number. But uh, I don't think Maiden did any service to the song, any not even justice actually to the song. Are there any, any traces of what Bruce might be might have been doing or did uh, when they recorded? Out eating dinner with friends or something, you know, definitely uh, not. not I, it. I, definitely not because he doesn't have friends. But I mean. He, <laughs> Well, maybe not. Actually, that's a whole uh, that's a whole episode in itself. Yeah. Does Bruce Dickinson have friends? Mm. What do you think of their rendition, uh, Henrik? No, I just think it's unnecessary. I don't know. I don't know why. Really, it's just so weird. I don't know where it, where the idea came from. It just seems so. Maybe Smith. Possibly. I mean, it's in the same. I mean, it's just a few years after they did these. Uh, more tea vicar and that and the stuff well, isn't yeah. it so i think it's at the end of them even bothering to do extra material i guess it's almost trolling but it's not good trolling no i don't think i think it was just a fun way to to fill to fill out the, the single because they you know that they yeah yeah mm. i mean they've done Th- that's what these are really are for yeah, yeah but i guess that's how we judge them are they as good as the other fun bits no. uh, and i would no. say this one no and last time we had a little system for the covers they don't have a list or anything but they have j yay or nay i say nay it's nay yodle hey nay mm. <laughs> there we go mm. can't, can't say so it I, I yodled <laughs> there you go you heard it here. better than my yodel uh, yeah i mean we, we can't say it better we, it's just pretty shit actually mm. it's, it's a pretty shit cover i mean it doesn't do anything it, it's 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 fun that's it. I mean, I, I go. I'd go to the lengths of saying I, I wish it didn't exist. Actually, I, I'm not <laughs> happy that it exists, even. Uh, but right. you know, mm. it's a B-side on different world. Uh, it's fair, fair play. But I, I just wish they didn't. Is it an actual B-side? I don't know if it's. Is it released on vinyl and on the B on the flip side, or is it just on the CD single thingy? I think it's on the uh, just the CDs. Probably. Yeah. Also, did they do? Did they do a lot of? Because that would have been right when. Uh, I imagine they didn't do a hell. They do, do. They did do a little bit of vinyl because I have reincarnation Benjamin Brig on vinyl. Yeah. Um, so I guess not I'm mine. sure they, they did. did. A picture they, disc or a black? Uh, I think mine is. Uh, hold on, let me go get it. Just, just sure, curious. Sure. One second. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Picture discs. Uh, they don't sound good. Nope. And we're going to get to that. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. I have uh, my only two picture discs in my entire. Uh, vinyl collection, the uh, the singles off of uh, Brave New World, actually. Okay, yeah. And uh, I, I thought, uh, I mean, actually, they are maybe the ones that have uh, sort of gained the most value from my buying price to today's mm-hmm. selling price. But I don't sell vinyl anyway, so. No, no, but I think they would because that's really at the. I mean, vinyl wasn't a thing in two thousand. Right, right. So, and yeah. I, I, w- I was in London and I decided to buy them. Mm. Uh, I guess I could have found them in Sweden too, but you know, being there, it felt like a cool move to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I bought, I bought them here. Right, so. so it's mm. uh, it's clear, apparently. All right. Okay. Mm. There we go. Yeah. And what's on, the, what's on the B-side? Probably a little bit valuable, that one. Probably, yeah. I looked at it. Yeah, it's, so the B-sides are the the, uh, the Radio 1 sessions of the, the Trooper and Runs of the Hills. Ah, okay. Mm. That's boring. Boring mm. choices. Yeah. That's no, kind of fun. I mean, I did, they're good versions. They're so good versions. Like they are. Mm. They are actually good, good versions. Good recording, good, stu- good sound in that room. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Hocus Pocus, we've done it. And what can you say about the original band? Any of you know anything about Hocus Pocus? 
nothing. No, focus. No. How about focus? No, focus. I, I, I don't focus know. On uh, the all I know is that viral video, Thijs van der Leer being sort of, sort of a national uh, legend in, in the Netherlands. Mm. I don't know anything about them. And there is this, yeah, Thijs van der Leer. And then there's, it wasn't Jan Ackerman, a guy in the band as well, who I think has gone on and done stuff on his own. I don't know in what kind of vein that music is, but... All right. All I just right. want to say that, uh, just a quick uh, side note on this. Uh, one of the other times I heard it very early on, the riff itself is, is you know, uh, maybe cooler than the, the rest of the sort of song. And you have uh, uh, Foo Fighters used to throw it in uh, at the sun when they did like, they sometimes like on a couple of songs, they do like extended kind of outros and sometimes they'd throw in the riff. Mm. Yeah. They're pretty good at just pulling out like two minutes of any classic yeah. rock song they have a lot of yeah. those in, in their yeah. repertoire you know that, that yeah. riff yeah. I think is something like yeah the, the riffs themselves are very similar very simple could have been Black Sabbath to Naomi yeah. riffs yeah. Or, mm. or or anything really so it's not even yeah. that proggy mm. I guess maybe that's what I li- why I liked it because I was pretentious I wanted to listen to weird proggy music but it was actually a very easy song to listen to <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's, that's how it worked for me, you know. Yeah. Possibly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Poss- quite possibly. But we are moving on. Yes. What's next? Uh, I can't see my feelings, right? Yes. Or if we're going to go the Iron Maiden way, I can't see my feeling is what it says on the back of the From Here to Eternity shaped uh, picture disc. Seven oh, I wonder wow. if I got that one. Let me check. Hold on. That one, that one is probably a little bit expensive. 50 euros? I haven't checked because... I'm not selling it, <laughs> so I don't know. But it's a very, uh, as you mentioned, there's a problem with pic- picture discs because it sounds really dull on, on this yeah, version. Yeah, it distorts a little bit in the high mid somehow, I think, as well. Uh, but I haven't, th- I haven't thought about what, what's wrong with it. It's just that something is wrong with it, with the sound. Yeah, yeah. and they were all the rage for a bit when, when vinyl wasn't, I think. Yeah. And that's why they were, I guess, because it was just basically just uh, decorative merchandise. Yeah, exactly. Something you could put on your wall or something. And um, I mean, I, I do recall as a 14-year-old feeling that the uh, Wicker Man single looked pretty cool to me then. I think today uh, I much prefer more maybe classic look than it's too much color. And Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. as a kid, I thought it was pretty cool. I still think it sort of it fits the bill perfectly for the striking, gra- uh, you know, image thing. Yep, yep. And they even mm. re-released uh, the first album not too long ago as a picture disc, mm-hmm. where you would actually remove Eddie from that wall scene, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't buy it. Did you buy it, Eric? I have it, yeah. Mm. You have it? it sounds great. Uh, usually they don't, but... Maybe they have a workaround so they can make it sound okay. Because my, my picture discs don't sound good. Mm. Yeah, so the, the, the from here, the journey I have only has one piece of it. It's a uh, rollover Vic Vela. Oh, so it's a seven inch then. Yeah. Mm. Right. This is with the etched. So you, you, you won't, this won't show up for you guys. It won't fucking show up in the podcast because it's an audio one. But it, if you can see, it has the etching on the. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. It's pretty neat, actually. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah good condition. But uh, yeah, this song is uh, sort of. Uh, in the times now because quite recently uh, uh, budgie this is a budgie song i can't see yeah, my feelings yeah. and quite recently mm. burke uh, passed burke away burke shelley passed away yeah uh, was he the singer the singer bass player singer bass player they were mm. a trio right sort of a yep. power trio mm. yeah well that's i guess that's what you call them i mean the, the music is powerful at times 
but but they're also very 70s i quite like budgie actually yeah i do too but as a spotify user even though i wouldn't say i'm a spotify uh, fan but i'm a user the, the app is good enough they are not really on spotify so i i, I, okay. I keep no. missing out on listening to budgie i do have uh, if i were britannia i'd uh, waive the rules If I were Britannia, I'd uh, waive the rules on CD. I've had it since, mm. since uh, ma- ma- basically when I made that uh, cover of Hocus no. Pocus back in '05. So you went and bought a Budgie album. <laughs> yeah, that too. That was also part <laughs> yeah. of the what was the word? Cardi, Cardia? Those pants? Cordial, corduroy. The corduroy, corduroy, yeah. the corduroy mm-hmm. pants face. But I like Budgie. They're good. But somehow I never really got around to becoming a fan. Do you know, do you know what a Budgie is? Yeah, uh, we had budgies as a kid. It's on the yeah, cover. When I was a kid. Uh, pup, uh, yeah. Not papagoya, but uh, undulat. Yeah. We had we had such animals in our house when I was growing up. So yeah. And budgie is short for budgie budgie budgigar, I think. Something I like I that. I had, I had many. Yeah, like, three of them. So I thought before the cover, we can talk a little bit about budgie. You know, since it's so it's a little bit topical now. Not the animal, but the band, right? Uh, yes. I think it's a killer band, but it's one of those killer bands that. I never really still gave any time to. I don't know why, you know. It's just a band that feels like it's a safe bet if I, if I'm totally dry on rock, I could just go listen to some mm. Budgie I did today, and yeah, killer stuff. Good. Uh, I have no clue why I'm not a fan, to be honest. No, I, I'm told I'm exactly the same. I don't know why. I think it's really good, and when I listen to it, I feel like oh, I should, I should get get more and listen to more of this, but it never really takes off. For me, I, I, I never do it. I'm very familiar with um, if I were Britannia at Wave Rules because I put that on Mindisc way back and you know listened to that mm. quite a bit. So that one I know, but not much else. Uh, of course, um, I think Metallica made them famous, and it was probably via Metallica that I got to know Buddy. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't yeah. through their covers, but a friend that listened to the covers and then showed me Buddy, and I bought that CD. Yeah, mm. and yeah, yeah, it's I knew, a really I knew cool band. You know, it's uh, the sound mm. of the band I love. I think it's mm. a really cool sound. It's comparable to Rush, but better sounding, that is. I'm not yeah. saying it's a better band than Rush, but I think it sounds a little bit cooler. I think Burke has a similar voice, but nicer timbre than, mm. than Geddy Lee. And uh, mm. what I felt today when I listened to it and compared it to the Maiden version is that Budgie has a very a lightweight sound to, to them somehow. Mm. You know, they don't feel that anchored or grimy. or, or, no. or, or They are heavy. It's a heavy rock band, but they feel... You know, like the animal, a little bit airborne, a little bit uh, loose, yeah. loose and uh, mm. weightless. You know, in a way. Well, this is their maiden's version is not weightless. No, no. And, and I guess that's my problem with it that I don't think they improved on this one uh, no, at all. No, it it feels like it feels like they don't really know what they're doing. It feels like someone has put sheet music in front of them and they try to play it. I mean, it's they're not investing in it. I think uh, the maiden, the maiden version, that is, it's. Mm. Yeah, because the original is a little bit trippy, but not overly trippy, but it, it, it sort of sends you on a little journey. 
there's like a, some hits on the guitar with the vibrato effect on or tremolo effect like one and one pretty good song I would say mm-hmm. uh, not one of their best but uh, you know um, I guess this is a sort of a LSD type song I don't know if they were into their drugs at all but uh, I haven't got a clue but it has that trippy vibe anyway I don't think Maiden can do that so well uh, maybe they no. could in the earliest days with songs like Remember Tomorrow is a little mm. bit trippy but still not really not no. really no uh, Harris is definitely not very trippy is he no mm. uh, who do you think uh, made the call to do this cover Henrik very good question. I've been thinking about this. I remember reading in, I don't know if it's Kerrang! or some other English language magazine, and when they made an actually had a, they went through all the covers they had recorded up until I think like 92, 93, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was Nico and Steve commenting, and I think Nico's comment about I can see my feelings was, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> so that's sort of sort of shows in the recording that they they weren't that familiar with it or that it just happened so i don't know if it's you know janik's new guy let him choose a song i don't know maybe i mean nico is a mm. killer studio drummer even before iron maiden so he can play mm. songs he never heard yeah definitely also uh, uh this won't be released today it's probably released quite a ways in the future but as we're recording this today have a happy birthday to yannick who's uh, turning i think it's 65 i think it was yeah right. golden watch hmm I think we're, we're running into a similar situation here as with Hocus Pocus. I think this one, I I am not, I am okay with it existing, more so than, than, than the other one. I think it's an okay cover, you know, but definitely not an improvement in any way. It doesn't shine any new light on the song, if anything. And they haven't made it their own either. No, no. no. Mm. And I would say, if anything, if you hear this one, you may get a little bit turned off uh, from Budgie because Maiden just doesn't, they don't nail the dynamics of the band no. at all. So all the magic is lost, I think. Yeah, because I of that. totally agree. I, I think I think that if you just also look at sort of when this was released, when this is recorded, and what the band what the band was going through in general, I mean, they probably weren't really, you know, you know, they were they were not really, you know, I mean, at least some were than others, but their hearts were, you know, kind of, not, you know, this is sort of to the beginning of the end of that period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. or, or even not even the, not even the beginning of the end. They're sort of fucking like quite quite you know, you know, almost at the end of that. If you look at like the interviews around that time, how how like with Bruce and like how even like there's there's it's it's there we're not at a good you know place. If you listen to I mean if you what you could take from now this is a better cover than uh, the Hocus Pocus Focus. I don't remember. I'm just gonna say those. I think you know that that one. Yeah. But they're having they have, they're obviously having more fun on the on the, the the Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, this is a better cover, but also the original is uh, is uh, also better. 
So mm, it's still like underwhelming. It's it's still a weird choice because I think there are budgie songs that might have suited Maiden better. I don't know any names of songs or titles, so I can't say that. But I would say so for sure. Yeah, something yeah. like Parents, for example, would have been better. of the ep- more epic sounding songs because this song is more laid back and yeah maiden doesn't have a laid back sound they don't they don't and that sort of shines through in the cover as well i think it's it doesn't sit well no it's slightly uncomfortable i would say mm. uh, not bad but uncomfortable in, yeah in some way and, and of course they didn't really care and i mean we say this for all the covers that it's just fun but you can still do it better and i think these two songs that we've been on today are worse than all four songs mm. we did last time. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so you can still compare them, you know, in, in their own little league, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anything else on Budgie, Eric? Uh, are you, as me and Henrik, uh, not super familiar? Or No, I mean, I, I think I, it's also like on my list of um, uh, bands that I, I kind of really, I want to get into more than I have been able to. And just, there's no real reason for it. It just hasn't happened yet, I guess. Oh. Uh, I saw that Fergal posted something on... Uh, Twitter a while back, uh, and, and I put that song on one of my playlists, and I, I did enjoy that. I just, just got to really just—I'm sure I really, you know—I'm sure it's, I'm sure there's a like if we jump ahead six months, there'll be me late night tweeting about how did I miss this, and you know, back yeah. complaining about how I didn't discover them until after they died and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as a, as I, as is of course tradition with a lot of stuff. It I is, discovered. it is, and I think I'm. But I, th- I think I think I'll, I think I'll get there. I just haven't. I'm not there yet. I'm probably gonna download a couple of albums at least, you know, or or maybe try and find something on vinyl uh, because mm-hmm. I think it's a worthwhile band to to check out, especially yeah. if you have like, sort of my taste in in rock music. This is indeed something mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Not because of Iron Maiden's cover, though. No. No. It's another nay. Nay. Yeah, it is a nay. It is a nay. It's not super strong Mm. nay. I mean, it's okay, but uh, when you make a cover, something should be added, you know, at least Mm. some perspective. There's not even a perspective. And like you said, Henrik, it's not even Maidenized either. No. It's just there, basically. Mm. So... I was, never mind. I was going to do a really, like, l- l- try to rhyme a bunch of stuff and make it funny. I'm not going to do that because that seems annoying. <laughs> God, uh, godless endeavor. It, inv- it involved the words yay, okay, and nay. I'll just say leave it at that. Okay, well... <laughs> We have more songs. So, we do? Yeah. Uh, we, we're on I for the rest of the episode. Uh, what's next, Henrik? I'm a mover, I guess. I'm a mover. Yep. Three. And this is, I would say, to me, this is, it's a, it's a huge step up. Mm. I mean, if, if we're going to go to the original, I think I'm a mover is an excellent song. Yeah. The free, the original song is really, the album version is really good. And... Also, I think that Maiden actually does quite a good job of it. I think they're actually interested in 
trying to play it. Yeah. Bruce sings on it rather than using the Angry Fox, for example. Right, and uh, in our little mini-series here that we're doing, Made in Covering Bands A to Z, uh, is this the first American band? Is free? Is, is, mm? Are they American? Is I think they're American. No, aren't they an English band? Am I well, maybe there's another English band then. It just feels so American. Freedom, you know. Freedom, yeah, but right. they're called Free, not Freedom. <laughs> they're called Free, yeah. Freedom is a, is a body of mine's band. Yeah. They were originally called French, but they changed the name in 2001. Yeah. I'm kidding. Mm. Uh, no, no, they were they were an English uh, rock band. Okay, uh, so cross thought, oh, uh, just uh, cross out all that. Another English band mm-hmm. or edited. But out, I feel they yeah. they have an American sound to me. Anyway, they do. Yeah, yeah, they, maybe they do. now definitely sounds like i would assume that's an american exactly yeah that's kind of their more than a feeling i guess you know their mm. their, yeah. their big hit and uh, i uh, i purchased free live it's just called live uh, it's, it happens to be one of my absolute favorite live albums together with another one called live alice in chains live mm. uh, that's a good one yeah i mean i'm not huge on live albums but that one is really cool and you get a feeling like when they start out in the beginning of the of their record uh, oh. it is uh, what was that title again the hit i'm all, all right, right now all right now. All right now yeah they, they start off there and it's already grooving but they sort of work themselves into a a stronger groove as the record progresses mm. and it's, mm. it's a very delightful listen that that live album i like it a lot and uh, i'm a mm. mover is on it yeah i see that i cool I, when i heard the heard the cover when i bought the uh, bring your daughter to the slaughter single I of course I went to search for the original and I couldn't find the album, but I found a re-release of the All Right Now song, a, mo- a modern re-release single that had a sort of like a BBC session version of I'm a Mover on it or something like that. Okay. So it's only it's only until the late '90s that I got hold of the, the album, the, the Tons of Sobs or whatever it's called. Okay. Yeah, the first it's album. Very classic rock theme of this song. Basically, a guy yeah. telling uh, someone that he, I'm going to be an asshole. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm going to be moving about, uh, you know, uh, you're not the one, basically. It's, it's one of mm. those songs, like, uh, mm. I'm a Rolling Stone, Popeye's a Rolling Stone. It, yeah, it's a very it's a very token song in that sense, but I do like uh, it. I think it's... Me too, me too. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. And even the Maiden version, and that's 1990 yeah. at that, you know. Uh, yeah. We've, we've done a few covers around there. I think this is actually a good choice of a cover, mm. and they don't have to do that much with it, uh, not really. I, I think they know it. I think they sort of like know it yeah. from before, so they only play it, you know. Yeah, they've been yeah. name-checked quite a bit, Free. Uh, Adrian, mm. 
definitely mentions them, and I think um, Dave as well. Dave is a huge fan of Paul Kossoff, the guitarist. So right, right. Mm. What else can you say about Free? I don't know them that well, except for that live record on on vinyl, which I actually love to play. I like to play it in the beginning of a night. It's always mm. a good, you know, sort of icebreaker album. It's it's very, it's not uh, intrusive. It just moves no. in nicely with. Yeah, Bruce good also group. Bruce Dickinson covered Free uh, in the on his nineteen ninety solo tour. He played okay. the song Wishing Well. Wishing Well. Yeah. Ah, uh, is that the? There's so many songs called Wishing Well. There is, but the, the, I think is that the one that Gary Moore did yeah, as well. Yeah, that's the Gary. Kick yeah, off that's the your one. shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you're not going anywhere. That's a cracking song. It's a great yeah. song. I mean, they have the sound of bland classic rock, mm. but it's just so good somehow. Mm. It, and I don't really know why. They're just super classic rock. Yeah, in the most mm. normal way, but good. Very good. Really solid. Yeah, I totally agree. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what about the Maiden version? Have they changed it? Not really, right? No, I don't think. I think Nico makes another kind of because it starts with a drum beat, drum pattern thing, and I think Nico does something of his own there. Mm. Which is a lot more Nico, but then I think they sort of like play it. Yeah, but they add. They actually do add some kind of harmony a bit to the end of it. Is that? That they do actually add a harmony too. That's not on the original, I think, but. I think Nico tends to be pretty good in the covers. Plays well. Mm. Yeah, but as as you said, he's the studio musician. He's a session musician. He can just go in there and do music. You know, do music and keep his flair in there. And uh, mm. yeah, it works. It seems to me that it just sounds like they're, in contrast to the last song we just talked about, they seem to be enjoying themselves more in this. So it's going to be a yay for me. This one. It's, it's yay, a yay, yay as well. It's a yay. yay and yay, a 1990 yay. cover at that. You know. <clears throat> It's good that you know they, they could still sort of find their way. Mm. I don't rem- I don't recall if we did uh, yay for uh, a stray song. I think we did, but I, I'm, I'm not sure I most certainly sort of did. If we did, uh, the original not. was better. But you know, uh, like Eric always says, you don't have to surpass the original when you do a cover. No, no. it's not mm. about that. No. Free. I like the name too. Minimum. I'm a mover. There you go. And we are moving. Yeah, we're moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving, as you can see in the background. Here. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually banking up a few episodes. Eric is moving house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not moving like, to the moon or anything. I won't be gone for that long, but it's just. Um, but it's a tough thing to move. It's, it's, it's hard. The thing, the thing is, we're probably, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I imagine that, like, when we do all this, like, oh, we back, we have, like, like f- you know, fucking, like, four weeks you know, ready to go, and, like, I'm ready after, like, two days. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. But also, it's nice to for me as well to get, like, a little bit of a pause sometimes in the, in the recording, yeah. and, you know, you start you start feeling the urge again to, to mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. We have another cover. Yep. We do. The alphabet has come to I've Got the Fire. I've Got the Fire. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, 
maybe could it be running this by you Aramid's most celebrated cover? I think you might be that might be true actually. Played live a fair few times and an interesting thought just struck me and I don't know I should have researched this so perhaps I shouldn't say anything but I think that I know that I got the fire was part of the set that Iron Maiden played in the 70s. Yep. I mean, they had covers and they had their own. As soon as they got a, a new song together, they ditched one of the covers. And I know I Got the Fire was one of the... I mean, they yeah. still played it in 1980, 1981. No, 1980. So, it's really... I don't know. It, it's, it, I, I, I totally love the version the, on the Sanctuary single. The li- I mean, the live version of it. Yeah, Mark they did in Club, right? From the Marquee, yeah. In, in uh, April 1980, I think it was. Which also makes it interesting because this is uh, the only cover they've done with two vocalists. Yeah. Two separate versions. One Paul, one Bruce. And mm. um, I guess they like the song and I guess they felt like sometimes when I've made set lists for a, a more new band that I've been in, uh, you try and find those cover, cover versions of songs that you don't really have. You haven't made it yet. Like my old metal band, we didn't have an opener. Mm. So we used to cover openers from classic uh, metal albums. We did Night's Blood, uh, The Section. We did uh, Death in Fire, uh, Amon Amarth. I didn't really like Amon Amarth that much, but that song worked as an opener f- for us. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I, I think many bands do this in the beginning, that you mm. you sort of try and make a, a, co- a cool club set list. And, yeah. and if you don't have the song uh, for a particular function of that set list, you cover something. And mm. I Get the Fire is sort of a, you know sparkling with energy i would say yeah definitely it, it, it's energy i mean if we're talking about the the first diano clive burr yeah, version, let's start so, with that yeah because it's uh, it's uh, the energy everything is just on it's on fire and it's i don't know if it's just a matter of the band being that energetic at that time or if it's the song itself <laughs> I don't remember feeling that same buzz on the original album, which is by a band called Montrose. Montrose, Sammy Hagar's band. Yeah, he was the singer. Before, Montrose was before the he became Van Hagar. 
Van, <laughs> Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, this song, I think it's a sex song, actually. You know, we talked about that last week or a couple of weeks back with the Hooks in You. Hooks in You. I think I Got the Fire seems to be like that. Some like it long, some like it wide. And uh, I Got like the it, Fire, yeah. baby. Something yeah. like that. But I think mm. it's actually a better sex song than, than Hooks in You. I yes. think so too, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not totally against making a sex song. I think uh, also "Fire" by Jimi Hendrix seems to be a little bit uh, yeah, but sexual also nature. that's also way better than "Hooks and You." Yeah, yeah and, uh, and better than this too. "Fire" is a cracking tune. Uh, yes, I think anyway. Very true. Uh, I wonder if Maiden could have done a Hendrix tune. I think they could have. I mean, they wouldn't have. They imp- could have probably done "Fire." Yeah, I think so. I mean, they wouldn't have improved on it, but uh, maybe no. Maybe they, but that's they could have or "Fire" or uh, pr- even "Purple Haze," I guess. Purple they could do that. Yeah. Uh, when I hear this track, uh, I get the feeling that Maiden wanted a Deep Purple song, but they didn't want to cover Deep Purple because they were too big. I think that's, that's mm. more like a hipster choice on, on Harris's part. You know, let's cover something slightly more marginalized. Montrose World yeah. weren't as big, but the song has a Deep Purple energy to it, I think. Yeah, Definitely. a bit. And it's also that, I mean, they could have, I mean, they, Montrose is the only band that they have covered twice as well, I think. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, I yeah. think in next episode in this miniseries, this spread out miniseries, we're going to do another Montrose cover. Mm. Yeah, but I know I know Steve was a huge fan of of the band, so it's oh interesting. Sammy Hagar, uh, I, I I listened to the original version first time today, and I would say that uh, I think uh, when Bruce sings it, uh, it lacks a little bit something that is in the original. But when mm. Paul sings it, it's almost uh, even cooler, even more of mm. what the original is. I think it, like, they yeah. make it their own. I think it's, I mean, if I hadn't known better, I would have thought it was an old, early Iron Maiden song. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And even yeah. in episode four, when we had Christian on, he actually, one of the solos he pulled was Adrian's solo from this cover. Okay. Is it the most celebrated cover by the band? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so too. it must be. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, they're not like uh, a Metallica in the way that they actually have famous covers. They don't really, but uh, this would be the closest. Yeah, I mean, Metallica have covers that you know are you know now sort of part of their standards as you know 
you know, set their settlers in, mm. in a different way, I'd say, yep. even now. Yep. But. Yeah, I mean, they've had a few. Um, so what was, yep. like, the concert opener in the 90s? Uh, mm. Last Caress was definitely in there yeah, for a few times. Yeah, the Misfits uh, once. And Am I Evil is always there. Over, uh, which one? Am, Am I, I Evil, Am yeah. I evil yeah. Head, of course, yeah. Mm. Or, um, Overkill played a few times as well, you know, Memo yep. Tread stuff. Uh, they're more like um, an actual cover band than Maiden everywhere, I guess. And uh, I, but what do you guys I, think? Should Maiden play covers live again? Would that be fun for you? Nope. No. I, I, because I think Metallica is of the next generation of bands. I mean, Maiden are still they sort are, of like rooted are. in the 70s in a way. So Metallica can do that because they can pay homage. How do you say right. pronounce that? To, to, to their earlier heroes by doing that. But that yeah. doesn't really befit Iron Maiden or Black Sabbath. Yeah, well, Black Sabbath did loads of covers, but I mean... Even woman, don't yeah. play against with me. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, thinking about it, I mean, Judas Priest made... Diamonds and Rust. Diamonds and Rust, yeah, so, and Greenman Alishi, and they really made them their own, so... Yeah. And they also they also did uh, the... Uh, they did a, a, a... You know, according to me, at least, a uh, horrendous cover of Johnny Be Good. Yeah, but that's oh, later... Yeah. That's because of rollover Vicvela territory there. You know? It's yeah, it's really horrible. I mean, yeah. the Judas Priest version. Yeah, I've got the fire cool riff. I think yeah. the riff may have been the spark of of doing this song. That mm, they yeah. just wanted this riff in the set you know, mm. because it, it's a killer riff. It just uh, it has fire in it. Clive's drumming is on fire as well. It's really energetic. And version with Bruce and Nico then is on Flight of Icarus. Flight of Icarus, yeah. And then of course the the marquee one uh, back on Drifter. Mm. No, yeah. no, on Sanctuary. With, on Sanctuary. Uh, it was paired right. with Drifter. Drifter on the is there too, yeah. but from the same gig, right? Uh, it's Drift... Now this is interesting. The, seven, the UK 7-inch has Drifter from... I'm, I'm mixing this up, but it has Drifter from one or one of two marquee gigs and the 12 inch has drifter from the other one of them but i think i've got the fire is the same version on both even though mm. they have been sort of like done some re-edits in them right. i mean uh, you know overdub vocals or something like that yeah i have that weird uh, women in uniform without the maggie cover where the cover is assumed in yeah uh, self-titled mm. and that one has drifter same version again yeah i have that on two on two separate vinyl yeah, it's 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 the twelve inch, the 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 Netherlands version, as they call it. Yeah, how many mm. people could have been there in the marquee? Not many. It sounds like fifty people. Yeah, well, it was always sold out. I don't know how many they take at full capacity. Oh, maybe then two hundred or hundred. I, I don't know. I, I never yeah. really had a picture of how big that club is. Like as as a Maiden fan today, and having attended um, the two thousand gig in stadium as the first gig, it's. Uh, 
interesting to hear because yeah. it sounds you know it so clearly sounds like a small club yeah it is a, yeah it is it's a club you hear like the individual like, voices yeah. of my don my yeah <laughs> It's, it's not really a crowd in that sense. It's a, it's a bunch of people. Yeah, but, but the energy a, is there. Is energy a, is definitely there. A rowdy uh, I bunch. Pref yeah. I prefer that version over the Flight of Icarus version. Mm. Uh, Clive does it better. Uh, I think Paul does it better as well because uh, it's a rocking voice. You know, um, Sammy Hagar. Yeah, like him or not, but it's a very rocking voice, and I think uh, Bruce is on a, on another side of rock. You know? Yeah, he's a rock singer too, but. And I've hot different, different, different. Yeah, and I haven't really listened uh, to lower animal. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Eric? Uh, lower lower animal? animal. Lower animal. What was that? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> different, the a different mammal. Because we're, we're trying to stay away from saying different beast all the time. Yeah, it came up right as that. As my our synonyms to beast. A different critter. Uh, amoeba. Well, a critter, a quadruped, <laughs> varmint. <laughs> Beastie, that no one's saying it, but lower animal, yes, that is one of them. <laughs> lower animal, yeah. condescending, as you said. Yeah, a beast seems really like, yeah, like a <laughs> lower animal sounds condescending. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah uh, this song, this cover version, it's a yay. I mean, if we go by the first, the Diana yeah, cover. we should go yay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really oh, matter because yeah. we're not going to follow this up anyway. This is the cover <laughs> songs we're doing them, but it's fun to do them. I think it's yeah, it's very different to doing the normal songs because, of course, we don't know as much about the uh, about the music. Naturally, you can't be a nerd on, on all these bands as much. But it, there's a little story. In no, there's a different dimension to it. I mean, we can, it's it's still going to be a bit of our maiden and a bit of what they listen to or chose to play or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Would you guys have any? Uh, wish list for our main covers let's say let's make it a little bit uh, non-realistic like uh, you could pick any era of maiden to do a cover so it could be you can pick the killers mm. era you can pick the peace of mind era and uh, could, could you come up with anything that you would have I loved think, to hear i think it's strange that they haven't covered wishbone ash yet because steve is such mm. a huge fan The King Will Come or something like that, maybe? Possibly, I don't know. It depends on when they would do it. But I mean, The King Will Come, maybe. They could have done it on... I mean, I, I'm, I'm still hearing that like 83, 84 or something like that. I don't know why, but... Argus is a very good album. Yeah, it's the only album I've heard in, in, in its entirety by the band, by Wishbone yeah, Ash. And I think, I mean, that's also Hipster Steve again, like uh, name-checking them rather than Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Because they're smaller. So I think uh, yeah. he had a bit of that in him, like trying to, sh uh, you know, veer away the focus from the purple Thin Lizzy Black Sabbath mm. and put it towards Budgie, put it towards Montrose. Stray. Yeah, mm. and put it towards uh, Wishbone Ash, you know, to, mm. to see more eclectic, I guess. Possibly. But I guess he's also, he's an eclectic guy, I guess, Steve. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he he loves music, so he he listens to stuff, and oh, this is a great song. We can we do it? I mean, I think it's as simple as that. For me, I guess I wouldn't really want to see a cover live, but uh, I think they could pull it off mm. if they had, you know, if they had to, you know. Yeah. It's like you must do a cover. I think they could do better than they ever did, actually. But I don't think they ever put that much energy into doing a cover. Maybe Cross-eyed Mary, maybe uh, I've got the fire. You know, there's a couple of occasions when they really try to shine in a yeah, cover. Yeah, and I, and I think the, the Power Slave covers as well. I mean, we're going to get to mm, yeah. them, but I mean, it's, I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. There we have Beckett, we have Nectar. Beckett and Nectar, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting too. Mm. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that I, that I want, would want them to do. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's I mean, I guess. Yeah. I guess it'd be kind of cool to see him doing something very different from what they. Uh, one of my favorite. One of my favorite guys. Uh, was, uh, I think he was. Uh, I, I think a lot of his bigger albums came out around in the seventies. A guy called Terry Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they could do some of that. That's very different from what they do. But you know, that's that's. Uh, that that'd be more kind of ballady kind yeah. of stuff. But they could do that. They could even do like you know, or even take like fucking like something like. Um, um, and again, they, they haven't really been good at this kind of stuff, but you could take something kind of like weird and like hippie kind of sit like Donovan, like Julia, you know, the guys who did Hurdy, Hurdy, Gurdy Man, or do like, but take one of his other ones mm. and do that. They could, they could do something weird like that. That, yeah. could, that might work. Yeah. Maybe even like Beatles or something. Or uh, yeah. now yeah. I just got mad, mad ideas that they could do Linkin Park and make it better. You know, of course they're not going to do that. But I mean, I mean, what, what could they do actually? Like, what could they improve on? Because these 70s bands are generally way better at sounding like they do yeah uh, then then made an art reinterpreting it you know so it, it'd be interesting if they ventured into further territories but i think steve is a bit like my dad like there's a finite point there's a there's a year when he stopped discovering music like my, my, yeah. for my dad is 1978 when my sister was born he doesn't listen to anything after that except for um, cleaning out my closet eminem and a couple of hive songs and the rest of his stuff is all from 78 and, and backwards. And I think Steve might be oh. a similar character. I think that's... Mm. I, don't, I don't think he discovers new stuff. No, no I think he, he knows what he likes. Yeah. That's it. I mean, he, he's open to ideas from that singer in uh, British Lion. He's open to try and sound a bit more modern, but I don't think he's listening to whatever that singer is listening to. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? It'd be, that'd be kind of fun to like just to see what he's listening to like on any given day. What do you think about British Lion, Henrik? I don't think much about it. I mean, I've heard it and I've seen them live, and I think it's it's a it's a nice night out. But I'm not really, I'm I'm not investing in the music.
really. I mean, a nice night out. I buy that for a dollar. Oh, that's a fun line. You know where that's from? Uh, no, I don't. Is it Robocop? Robocop. Yeah. Robocop. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> that's awesome. Maybe they, oh yeah, maybe they should cover Evangelist. That, that could be cool. Well, that's the thing I was thinking about. They could yeah. do like, it would be cool if they, like, they did like. They had the intro in 1986. The Blade Runner. Yeah. Or like they did like, uh, maybe they could do, uh, they could cover the Doctor Who theme song. Instrumental covers could be cool too, but I don't think that that would happen. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But uh, I mean, yeah. Now I'm thinking again that maybe it'd be cool if they just did a, a new cover sometime. When did they last even do a cover? I think it was this album they were on right now. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, 2006. They, yeah. they did a ZZ Top cover in that so sessions as well. Uh, was so it when did or? it was Tosh. When did they do space trucking? I mean, we're not going to be talking about them now. They're further ahead. No, but well, that's in a while actually. I could say mm. that space trucking. I always that's something I always wished for, like a Deep Purple cover, and then mm. they did one, and I felt it was horrible. But we'll get back to that. We'll get to I, that. I think they did mm. a very, very poor version of that song somehow. I don't know why. Maybe they Bruce likes Ian Gillen too much or something, because it's just it doesn't go anywhere for me. But uh, mm. I would have loved for them to do a good Deep Purple cover. That would have been cool. And also, yeah. allegedly, they did um, Angel of Death, one of my favorite Thin Lizzy songs in that session. But uh, like, there's no way to uh, to um, there's no way to be precise about how unconfirmed that is. Okay. <laughs> no. mm. Very floating rumor. I guess, no. I guess, have you ever even heard about that, Henrik? I don't recognize that, but I haven't really been paying attention to stuff that's going on. Right. right. Uh, I it's mean, the opening track of um, uh, Renegade, a cool song. Yeah. And supposedly they did that together with Hocus Pocus and um, uh, I was going to say Stormtroopers of Death, but that's not the title. Space Trucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Space Trucking. Indeed. But that's where we land in these cover episodes. That Maiden mm-hmm. aren't really like uh, at all a, a cover band. No, no, that's fine. And out of these four songs, what would you say is the most uh, remarkable? I mean, I mean, by far, I've got the fire is the best one. I just yeah. noticed when I looked at the list that we were going from from boring, uh, from unnecessary to boring to very good to fantastic. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good summary, I would say. Mm-hmm. We could, have, we could have done this in five seconds then. <laughs> <laughs> Part two out of probably five. So mm. it should be about 20 yeah. covers. When's the last time they did a B-side at all? That would have been this. No, mm, I mean, that must have been. Yeah, good question. Uh, they did not for Final Frontier, right? There was no B-side. I don't think so. So it must have been 2006 then. Yep. It's weird. Yeah. And even uh, Dance of Death, uh, there were no covers, right? There was just a different versions oh. of their own songs yeah, yeah. They, they do different versions and um that's it and pasta jam oh my goodness that must be the first jam we made <laughs> um, do we have any rotation today 
Yeah, I'm going to try to think of what I've been listening to. It's been a bit of Van de Graaff Generator of late, so I don't know if that's a hot tip. Any particular track to highlight? Uh, it was actually the first album, so maybe we should go for uh, Octopus. All right, Octopus it is. Found the graph generator. Are they also from the Netherlands? They are very British. They're British, okay. Mm-hmm. So they just have a Netherlands sounding. Yeah, thing. it's from a, I yeah. think it was a German physicist or something like that. But yeah. Ah, there mm. we go. Yeah. That's it. Uh, for me, uh, no music lately. I've been working on some music, so I've been listening to that. And uh, that's not yet named, so why drop that? But I've been watching a TV series I got into quite big, uh, quite heavily lately which is topical for us because we talked about TV evangelists the other week. Mm-hmm. And I've oh, been yeah. watching uh, Righteous Gemstones, uh, uh, uh-huh. Danny McBride series. He also did uh, East Bound and Down a while back. Yeah, it yeah. centers around the Gemstone family, which is, uh, again, the topic of uh, TV evangelists being quite, you know, not it's, it's, yeah, it's still a vivid topic. I, I was really convinced actually by you, by the three of you. It's, it's, it's topical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The topic is topical. Hey, go look at me. Yeah, the topic is actually interesting, and, and that's a great scene yeah. for Danny McBride. The way he writes, he's got these over-the-top characters, and it yeah. fits perfectly into that, you know, American cool. brand of uh, uh, Christian entertainment. Mm-hmm. Evil forces that wish to destroy our family. I'm gonna let it. The Lord has always had the gemstones back. Then I get it angry. Daddy, you just threw Jesus across the room. No, it was a karate person. No, that wasn't a karate person. That was Jesus. So, yeah, uh, having a lot of fun with that series. And, yeah, I haven't been listening to music lately. Just one of those phases, you know. It's nice Mm. to have sometimes. Yeah. Just not play much. Uh, I've I've played my Aussie Sabbath a bit, but, you know, I'm not going to introduce anyone to that because you are already introduced, I think, to... Mm. Yeah, if you haven't heard that, then... First six albums, yeah. Yeah, I think we have. So I've been listening to a lot of different things, but the things that, the one thing I want to also highlight that, uh, is uh, I recently rewatched a bunch of old Clint Eastwood movies, and among them was... Uh, if I've mentioned this before, stop me. I don't think I have, but I rewatched uh, one of his old ones called Dirty Harry, where he plays... It's, it's a 70s uh, movie where he plays a police mm. officer, and uh, the soundtrack from that is, is really good. It's a guy... Was made by a guy called I think it was Lalo or Lalo uh, Schifrin. I think it has, uh, it's a really cool. Uh, yeah, it's just a great soundtrack. It has a kind of like um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, yeah, just throw, throw in like part of the main title here. You'll, you guys will get it. It's really cool.
there. If there's ever a problem, Clint Eastwood is going to fix it. He's going to fix it. There you go. Uh, what can we say as final words for today? Uh, Henrik, you're going to be on with us. Uh, the, an interesting one we haven't recorded yet, which is going to be I Live My Way, Innocent Exile, and uh, Infinite Dreams. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Indeed. All right, well, I do have to run. You do have to run, and uh, we're done, too. We're do done. Do, we're run, done. run, run. Do, do, run, run. Well, I have to, after Hocus Pocus with Focus, I do have to run, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And it's called from the north. Well. <laughs> <laughs>